1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Damn these Biloxi blues, it happens every night. Every old night. And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer that could ever be a friend of mine. Hate them, riverboat dealers. Summer heat never treats me kind, it leaves trouble on my mind. So I'm bidding farewell, putting in my notice, and I'll see you at another time. Y'all sing. This highway does not know my name and I don't care no I don't care headed my way for another place and I got three good tires and a spread just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there Budget live, not so live from the low budget live bar and grill here in beautiful southern middle Tennessee. This is the podcast for April 17th, 2023, and I hope all of you low lifers are doing well out there, no matter what you got going on on this fine Monday, April the 17th. And we're just rolling through this month like it ain't even there, like it's standing still. And if you're just tuning in for the first time, you're wondering what a low lifer is. Well, that's what the listeners of this program refer to themselves as. And you just by guilt of association are now a low lifer. So congratulations. It's hallowed ground around these parts. Welcome, everybody. It's uh, it's another week in the bar and grill, man. After being on the road, this week was a, a, a great week on the road. Not a work week on the road. This was a doing work on on the road kind of week on some bass with my dudes carter andrews and my buddy ryan engelman had a uh just a fantastic time man had had a lot of laughs a lot of uh a lot of a lot of hook sets a lot of hook sets gonna be putting together a couple of videos from the trip but uh can't thank carter enough for hosting ryan and i down there for a few days of uh Bass fishing heaven, to say the least. Carter is involved in a very special project going on down there in Florida, where they're trying to grow the next state record largemouth, and we got to uh, go play with some of those fish. So, Going to show you that. Uh, never caught, uh, never had one over ten. 
unfortunately, um, that was the goal. This is called the Tito's Tito's and 10 pounders tour by myself and Mr. Engelman and, uh, Tito's. We, we did enjoy some Tito's. We did enjoy some fine food and we did enjoy a lot of big bass. We just did not break that 10 pound mark. Ryan, 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 that old guitar slinging SOB. He, he had an opportunity at a, a freaking nature. The biggest bass I've ever seen in person <laughs> in my boat anyways. And, uh, Sure. She, uh, I, I had him, I, I'd given him a big old mop jig to throw in this lake. It was different for, for a typical Florida lake and, uh, deeper. And they were hanging around his break and I was catching a lot of them on a big mag, mag shaky head and, uh, and a zoom, uh, mag trick worm. And he loves to throw a jig, man. I had him this big old, just three quarter ounce beast with a big old hook in it and big old trailer and, uh, Caught several on it, and he, he hooked the one, and it uh, came off, but jumped and got it all on GoPro, and it was it was something, man. It was a crazy trip, though. Those guys, was good for the soul. I needed it. Work stuff, I mentioned that. Life is crazy. Work is crazy. Uh, crazier than I want it to be a lot of days, to be honest, on the on the work side of it. And, and uh, it's a good break. Just turned it off for a few days. Notice, if you follow me on social, I was quiet on social for the most part, just kind of enjoyed the moment with those guys and some great conversations, great laughs. And to be honest, anybody that ever thought it was a good idea to put us three in a boat together, I don't know. The universe, uh, the universe may be out of, out of order now after putting a, a, a saltwater fishing legend, a bass fishing podcast guy and a, uh, and a telecaster, uh, bending in half oaky, uh, from Turnpike Troubadours on a bass boat. Three smart asses too, I might add. And man, it was uh you gotta have thick skin <laughs> around that crew, but damn good time. But while I was there, if you remember last week I was talking about how Good Friday was not that good around here at the Duncan House due to a flood. Well, the triple threat while I was gone, uh, called our insurance company to have that looked at. She's like, I'm 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 gonna see, you know. And all we could see was the water down and with water we could see this, the water spots in the roof and whatnot. And they sent a crew out here from Serve Pro. They ripped our ceilings out. They ripped all the flooring out of the upstairs in the boys' bathroom and bedrooms. They have these gigantic industrial fans going everywhere. It's a damn mess, man. And she called me almost in tears, like, this is what's got to happen. They're going to drive the house out. Then we, it's on us to get a contractor. So, been dealing with this deck dilemma since October. Now we got this whole house is torn apart. Our house sounds like there's a 747 in the damn living room. We're hiding up in the, in the you know, in the bedroom to watch TV. <laughs> Kids are all piled up in their rooms. Can't even sit together in the living room. So, anyway, it's been a wild last few days around here. I was gone for a lot of it. Now I'm back. I've been back here uh, for a few days now, and and it's uh it's chaotic. It's chaotic, and fixing to travel to MPFL again this coming week. But uh, damn man, it's just when it rains, it pours. No doubt about it. And uh, it's what's kind of going on around here. Take the good with the bad, right? There's a lot of good. There's a lot of good. We are here with you, low lifers, once again, and we got these good sponsors to thank. Let's do that, and as we're going to jump into, we got a fantastic guest today. A LBL veteran, to say the very least. 
today on the show. Startron kicking ethanol in the teeth in your weed eater, in your chainsaw, but most importantly, in your outboard engine. Been traveling this week, like I said, and ethanol is everywhere. It's everywhere. Hiding in the corner, waiting to ruin your engine. Waiting to make sure you can never use your chainsaw or weed eater again. I get, Can I get an amen if that happens, though, right? Damn, I hate that. But I want that outboard to crank. Every single time I turn the Yamaha up to take off, I don't want that thing saying, Bleh! because stupid, dumb ethanol. So Startron, a little dab will do you in your tank, kick ethanol in the teeth. With Startron, you don't have to shake it. I like to shake it. Of course I do. Been supporting the podcast for many years now. We appreciate the folks down there in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Pro Guide Batteries, ProGuideBatteries.com. Again, another fishing trip, standing on it, standing on it, standing on it. We had absolute horrible weather two of the three days that we got on the water. 25-mile-an-hour straight lines, straight line winds, and I worked my trolling motor batteries, worked them. No issues. No issues. I'm blown away by the Pro Guide Lithiums. Check them out. Use code LBL10 when you get there on ProGuideBatteries.com to let them know you are a low lifer and let them know we sent you. BaitWorks.com. Bait-Works.com. Home of the LOB jig. That power finesse jig that gets lots of bites. Available now. BaitWorks in peanut butter and jelly as well. Six Original colors that we came out with, and we just added PB&J. So, seven colors, two sizes, three-eighths and a half there in that LOB. Go get you some right now, along with every other thing they got in stock. Huge mega bass selection there. Great, great lineup of mag drafts. It's Maggie season. They got the freestyle Maggies on there as well. Go get those. Get them all at bait-works.com. Com, use Duncan Dash 10 to save some cash. I see y'all lowlifers doing that out there. I get emails when that happens. Appreciate y'all letting them know what's up, that y'all are lowlifers. And last but not least, hang the banner and illuminate it red, jazzy red, right behind me. <laughs> Express Boats, Hot Springs, Arkansas, the original all-welded aluminum bass boat, 21 feet of fury, 96-inch beam, sea deck bow to CERN, 250 Yamaha show strapped to the back. Hang on and send it. More tackle storage than you can shake a stick at. And I want to speak to the stability of this boat because I'm a I'm a I'm a fat boy. I'm a fat boy. Carter Andrews is a big boy. He's a big dude. Ryan, pretty, pretty good sized fella, too. Pretty good sized fella. Having three grown ass men. In a bass boat is not always ideal. I've had a lot of different bass boats. You can feel people moving around. And I will say the stability of the Express X21 blows me away because I would, dude, we had gear. We had, I mean, it, the boat was a disaster. But amazed at how that boat performs over and over and over and over. And I don't know why I keep like throwing it challenges and thinking it will not pass. But it absolutely does with flying colors. Express X21 Pro LE. Go check it out at your local dealer. If you take a drive in one, I promise you, I promise you, it will become one of your favorite boats out there. Express Boats, building excitement since 19. 
66. All right. Good times, man. I, I love, uh, I absolutely love getting to go on a trip anymore that's not tournament related, that is just snatching, just setting the hook. Got to fish headwaters while I was down there. Wonderful place. Cool place. Uh, was really impressed. We had horrible conditions. Again, didn't catch any real big ones, but lots of bites. Just a really cool fishery. It feels like Florida should to me, which is lots of hydrilla, reeds, pads, you know, re- just boat lane. Really cool. Really cool lake that I would, I would look forward to getting to go spend some time again. And then again with uh, Carter fishing a couple different lakes there with him uh, on a deal he's got. And just, just awesome, awesome time, man. Um, damn, I love fishing. I love fishing. I have not been getting to go as much as, as, uh, as I like to. And so it was good to get, get, play catch up a little bit for a few days and, uh, and hang out with some good friends. That is for sure. So in the fishing world, in the fishing world, this, uh, I, I got it. So I feel like I'm a guy, I know I'm a guy that uh, I will admit when I'm wrong. I'm a guy that will uh, eat a little crow if he's got to. And I want to say congratulations to Ben Milliken on just blowing the damn doors off the Bassmaster Open. Finishing the top five at the first one. Uh, You know, Ben and I, I I knew Ben when I was with Sixth Sense. That relationship with Sixth Sense did not end well uh, for several different reasons. And, uh, uh, but you know, Ben's a guy I've spent some time on a boat with. I've spent a lot of time around and Ben's a great angler. He is a great angler. Um, whether we see eye to eye every day on everything, um, he's a great angler. I will say I am surprised. I'm not surprised he won. I'm not surprised he won the way he won. Um, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm not, it's just, it's amazing to me that he was able to do it that quick because he has fished a lot of tournaments, but a lot of smaller tournaments and those opens are a monster man. And he's got a top five and now a win. And that's damn impressive. (laughs) That's damn impressive. I don't care. I don't care who it is. That's impressive. Brett Cannon, another, uh, a a guy that I, I I think the world of that, uh, I met down there in good old Tejas. Great dude. He's two top tens in a row. John Garrett's two top tens in a row. Guys catch a little uh, Trey McKinney finishing second down there. Trey's a, a force to be reckoned with. But but what Ben did for three days down there was nothing short of amazing, impressive, uh, and anything else you can throw at it. So props to Ben Milliken. It's going to be an interesting year. You know, Ben's a guy. He's well-connected. He's got a great network. I don't think he will ever roll up anywhere and not know what he should be doing. And then when he applies his – spin on it which is you know he's he's a four facing sonar dude he is great with big baits um it's going to be interesting to see you know they've got some tough fisheries in this schedule i see a lot of people just like you know he's going to walk to the elites and he might it looks like it right now he's going to be leading those opens eqs angler of the year by chunk right now but there are seven more to go it's like i said a lot of tough fisheries it's going to be an interesting thing to watch but you know, for people to be like, uh, it's a lot of things like, oh, well, YouTubers can fish. He can. He can. I never doubted that he could fish at all. Um, it's a little suspect. And I've always been the guy like, put your money where your mouth is. Because Ben is that dude that's like, 
biggest five fish stringer ever freaking ever. And he's caught plenty of those on a lot of lakes, like on a Tuesday, you know what I mean? And, uh, and a very talented angler angler on special bodies of water in Texas and different parts of the world. Uh, I'm like, put your money where your mouth is. And I said it on this show and you know what, by God, he didn't do it to spite me. He did it. And, and knowing Ben a little bit over the years, Ben's dream and, and we did a podcast. You can go back and listen to it from years ago. Uh, I forget when we, when we did that. I think he's been on twice actually on LBO, but, uh, his dream as a kid in Nebraska was to be a Bass Pro, not to be a YouTuber. The YouTube angle opened up for him, quit his full-time job to pursue it. I mean, the dude has rolled the dice. He's taken risks. And uh, and it's crazy. Now he's going to the damn Bassmaster Classic, dude. He's going to the Bassmaster Classic. I mean, unless something happens and he doesn't fish all of them, which I don't see that happening, of course, uh, for a lot of different reasons. But in that uh, in that central division there, if he completes it, he goes to the Classic. It's crazy. It's crazy. And I think that uh, he, you know, he put another feather in his cap. He's he's already done. He's caught a ton of giant bass over 10 pounds, different things. But uh, it's a different crowd in those opens, man. I've done it myself. I know many, 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 many fantastic fishermen. You look down that uh, that list of standings, and it's it, there's just name after name after name, and he throttled them. So we'll see. We'll see. So, congrats to Ben. Congrats to everybody that had a great event there. Uh, it's a long year. We'll see how it shakes out. Those elites uh, are going to only get tougher <laughs> with the crowd that is coming. That is for sure. You know, one thing I will say before we move on to our guest that surprises me, and I said this when Rob Turkla from the Guggen Squad decided to fish MPFL and uh, whatever else he fished, Toyotas. And I actually asked him this on the podcast that Mercer and I did with him. I'm like, you don't strike me as a guy that can handle an ass kicking. And he did it one year, and he and he, he kind of left it, right? I mean, he doesn't – they don't need to. Like, Ben doesn't need this. Ben's a very successful guy, but I think this is something that Ben, it is, ha- has been his dream, and now he is proving – to himself and to others that he can indeed fish events, big events. And for me, it, it's a gigantic risk, dude, that I think that that angle of it is something that, and I said this, like I said, with, with Turkla. Now, look, big difference in him and Turkla, okay? I want to say that. Ben's fished his whole life. He's been immersed in tournament fishing. Rob's not. Rob's not that guy. Uh, Rob's been very successful through the YouTube thing and all that, but but Ben is definitely he's a, he's a tournament guy, and and Rob's said on this very show he was not, and I'm not trying to compare the two. I just see a lot of people doing that online right now, comparing uh, the YouTube thing. Not all are created equal, and and, I, and even in this interview you're about to hear, um, we recorded this last night. My guest says. Well, it legitimizes YouTubers. It doesn't legitimize YouTubers. It doesn't, or influencers. It legitimizes Ben. You can't, the two aren't the same. I mean, that is what he does. That's who he is. But that doesn't legitimize everybody that's ever had a YouTube channel that dis, that that's a fisherman because we see them come and go, right? Um, they're all successful in, in their own individual ways. But, uh, yeah, man, I think it's a big risk when you've got a big ego, when you've got this platform, it's a risk to put yourself out there, and that's exactly what you're doing if you're Ben in this situation. And he's two for two on telling everybody to shut the hell up, basically. 
uh, myself included, uh, because I did make a statement one time on this very show that YouTubers can't be pro fishermen and pro fishermen can't be YouTubers. I said that. I said that. I said that on this show. Now, I have also said that YouTubers want to be pro fishermen and that pro fishermen want to be YouTubers, and that paradigm shift is definitely what's happening on a weekly basis still. I said that a, a couple years ago, actually. But that is uh, that's something that's definitely taking place. And Ben is the first from that, hey, I'm going to make a living making fishing videos world that is now showing up and showing out and putting his money where his mouth is. And, uh, and I respect him for that. I do. Uh, because it ain't easy to fail. It's not easy to fail to risk failure online in front of hundreds of thousands of people that follow you, certainly the haters that don't like you for one reason or another. It's not easy, man. So congrats to him. And, uh, again, it's going to be a very interesting year. But that's a big story, dude. And it's for me, it was cool. Like I said, Ben and I don't see eye to eye um, on a lot of things. But for me, it was cool seeing the outpouring of support from his followers on the Bassmaster comments. And, hell, I know Bassmaster is excited about it because it's a, it's a shot in the arm that I think any tor- tournament organization would gladly, gladly want to see. And uh, his fans are very loyal. And – they showed up, man. You know, they they did. So, I'm sure his videos from this will be great. And, dude, he smashed. He smashed. He's got some unique techniques he was utilizing. And uh, we're playing a different game now. And I think he is uh, – he's very good at this new game. He's he, he can also just go down the bank. He's a he's he's just a good angler. But with forward-facing sonar, big baits, showing fish things they haven't seen as they get pressured, like the dude's he's, – he's good at that. So – he showed it. All right, enough rambling about that, but uh, wanted to touch on that because it is it's a uh, it's big news. It's 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 a big it's a big flag in the moon of pro fishing for influencers for sure. You know, um, but for Ben personally, because like I said, I've known Ben. Uh, it's a big deal for him, man. It's a big deal. He's going to the damn Bassmaster Classic, so. Love him, hate him. If you're listening to the show and you're not a fan of his, whatever, got to respect it because what he did, three-day total, like 77 pounds, whatever, 76, freaking stepping on the gas, stepping on it. So, all right, moving on. So, this guy that we're fixing to talk to here, I already recorded it a little bit earlier, but this guy that we're fixing to talk to, we're going to get the sauce from him presented by the W Sauce. And let me just tell you something. The W Sauce, the original America's own Worcestershire sauce. They got this new breakfast sauce right here. Buddy, last weekend, mm-mm-mm. taters, eggs, whatever you want to put it on. It's really good. Got a kick. Got a little bit of a kick. It's almost a um, – I don't want to put it in this, in this vein, but it's very it's – a, it's, a, it's a hot sauce. But but not hot like a Tabasco. It's got a flash, got a great pepper flavor to it. It's all Florida ingredients. Check it out. The breakfast sauce from the W Sauce Bear and Burton's. The breakfast sauce out now. It's fantastic. I'm a I'm a I'm a breakfast addict. So the sauce right here with some guy, the oldest man in bass fishing. Don't even know why he's still out there. He's got a terrible beard. He's just hobbling around out there. Just trying to make ends meet. 
Ladies and gentlemen, my favorite human beings on planet Earth. Felt like this was a good week to check in with him. We haven't had him on the show in a while. He's the funniest man in bass fishing. He is one of the greatest ambassadors this sport will ever see. And if you don't believe it, go look at social media and you'll understand why. Ladies and gentlemen, the G-Man, Gerald Swindle. That's how we like to start off right here, low budget live, folks. When we say we low budget, we got the iPhone propped up on a Yeti cup, held up with a hot spot. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, as promised, there he is. None other than my brother, the G-Man, Gerald Swindle. And I, I think that's the proper way of starting it, right? I think the iPhone falling down, that's pretty, that's low budget. The show, well, you know. It's our life, Luke. Call. I mean, it's has anything ever been easy for Luke Duncan and Gerald Swindle? Listen, listen, it, uh, your story is one of the most remarkable ones it, just in life of all the people I know from, from just hard work and nose on the grindstone. But, no, it don't come easy for you. You make it look easy. I think folks go, man, I like to be. the G- I'm a, Man, that G-man's got it made, and I think, hell, I know him in his personal life. He That boy, that boy struggles all the time. <laughs> I mean, struggle just – just trying to stay upright, you know, and I, when the classic was over, we went straight home and I told Lynn, I said, I love fans. I love people. But I said, I, I, we parked the truck and do, we got our stuff in the other truck in two hours. We drove straight to Jasper. She said, what are we going to do? I said, it's five or six days. No people, me and you, we're going to go sit in the woods. If, whether we kill a turkey or not, we're going to go sit in the woods. I said, we got to reset. It's it like, we were sitting out there and I told her, I said, I seen a podcast with Kevin Gates and they asked him like how he turned his whole career around. And he said that, he, he got off social media for like a year and a half. He just didn't do it. And they said, what did you do? And he said, I went hunting. I went fishing because that's what I did as a kid. He said, that's how God resets you. And I thought it was amazing he said that. He said, when you go out into Mother Nature, if you ain't got it together, you don't kill nothing. But like when me and Leanne sat down by a tree, she leaned around a tree. She started asking questions. I was like, we played a quiet mouth. She looked at me. I'm like, she said, I have a hard time resetting. I'm like, you got to. You got to go somewhere and yeah. sit and let it calm down. That, dude, that's that's so true. My and you know my life it's is crazy and I take on a lot of different things and and this year for some reason that has hit me more than ever is it does take that whether it's sitting in a deer stand in the quiet and it's always been that way to a certain extent but this year in particular but sitting in the, sitting in a deer stand this this past winter but sitting in the turkey woods with my boys going and messing with cameras but I, I'll be honest with you a couple of weeks ago things were just haywire th marine lots of things going on and marissa I, I was hooking up a little side by side she said where are you going i said to the farm she said what well, ain't any kind of hunting season i said i know she said well what are you gonna go do i said i'm gonna go sit and watch the sun go down she it's said it's simple just i want to go sit okay. and listen to a whip wheel just a quiet just a quiet just for a little bit no phone service just want to sit there breathe a little bit hear the birds thing and hear the crows whatever and it gets dark and come on she goes I mean, you don't want me to go with you? And I said, if you want to sit there and be quiet, <laughs> I'm just going to be quiet. <laughs> Triple threat. Right. My, my brother texted me that day. He, he moved out on 20 acres. He said, gee, he said, I've been seeing the turkeys every morning come out of my field. But he said, in the evenings, he said, I can't get my wife to show up long enough to see anything. He said, I finally had to get on to it. He said, we're looking for wildlife. She said, well, I'm talking to you. He said, then you can go inside. <laughs> I love you, honey. 
but he, it's funny. He's coming from a construction business that's wide open. And he said, dude, that 30 minutes in the evening and 30 minutes in the morning, just sitting on the back porch and staring in the woods, like it has totally reset him. Like it's changed his mood. So I tell people in hunting and fishing, whatever, dude, you got to find that, whatever it is. Hey, it could be in the back row of a Baptist church in Baylington, Alabama. That's, that's right. You got to find peace somewhere where you can sit, comprehend it, and let, the, let everything slow down and then start again. I think we live in a hustle, man. You know, and you're like me. I don't want to say no to anybody. So I just keep taking on projects and taking on projects. But after a while, there ain't, you can't only spread mayonnaise so thin on bread and nobody tastes it. So I'm like, I got to reel it in and start fresh. Well, for me too, I remember, and I say this all the time, but I remember when nobody was asking. Right. That, that was the thing. I remember when nobody cared. I remember when nobody, and I don't want to say nobody cared, but like you, you met me long time ago as a young man, but all my music days, Gerald Swindle used to show up for them. Luke Duncan bar gigs did many times. Gerald Swindle was there, but nobody cared. Of, you know, right. actually, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> now there was one place in Huntsville, Alabama, a couple of times. You needed that. Yeah, maybe. I was there. <laughs> you needed that. Oh hell! There he goes. There he goes. Hey, that's <laughs> about what happened. In, that's about what happened. But you know what? I seen that journey. So like, I respect. I think I respect the battle as much as I do the success, and that's yes. the weird part of my career where I'm at. Like, I look at people and I respect their battle. I don't care about what the end goal is. I watch them and I'm like, that's cool. I mean, this guy's grinding. Yeah. The the struggle, man, and and your story to me, I love the cutting your hammer in half story coming home from beaver lake you're like i'm done done like i love that so much and and we've told that on here and we told it on boats and pros but you told it but that is the american dream man and i know you and i we've gone over this before but to see folks say and and little trey's doing it right now right he's trying to in the opens the lob himself people i can't fish all night i can't get off work i can't do this i can't do that can't, 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 can't. And it's like, yeah, you can. If you want it. Now, look, sometimes you get something, and when you get a hold of it, you go, oh, damn, that ain't what I thought it was. <laughs> right? So, so be careful what you ask for. But if you want it, you can figure it out. There's There's a lot of bull riders. That, the bull riders at NFR all dream about drawing out that rank bull. Sometimes they get on there and think, this is a little bit more than I wanted. You know, <laughs> but it's too late. But, you know, I think when you hear people say they can't and, and they can't fish all nine, the deal is I tell them you don't have to fish all nine. You can still fish three and make the classic. But if you want to fish all nine this year to go to the elites, that's what that's the path you got to take. And I'm like, well, I can't get off work. I was like, well, if you qualified for the elites, what were you going to do anyway? How would you do it? I mean, how, how would you do it? What's the difference in 2023 having nine weeks off and 2024 having nine weeks off? And you find out at the end of 2023 – in whatever October that you qualified, you got to figure out how you're going to make it work in three months. Only well, you and Jason Christie and <laughs> Carl Jacobson and all these cats, John Cox, Cox watch. Yeah. But I, I think that's what people don't understand is like, I think you're better off knowing going into this, you're fishing the EQs to make the elites. Your goal is to make the elite. So you're prepping for 24 when you started 23. I think a lot of guys just used to fish three. And after three tournaments, they're like, oh, crap, I made the elites. What am I supposed to do now? Well, it's yeah. November. Found out. It's really not an honest, fair shake to you to try to prep all that in November, December, and January to round up the sponsors and get on the road. So I think, as bad as it seems on the front side, I think it's going to groom guys and prep guys to go to that next level. Now, 
unfortunately for me, it's going to bring stiffer competition to the game I'm playing, which I respect the struggle, man. You know, like I, I told somebody this other day, and they, they didn't know how to take it. I said, I, let me tell you something. I said, this, the group I fish against right now, and I don't even know them all. Like some of them cats, I don't even know their last name. But I know what they can do on the water. I think it's the strongest 104-man field I've ever competed against in my life from top to bottom. So what are we going to do next year? We're going to make that damn field even stronger, Luke. So yeah. like, we're going to get more than we asked for because you're going to get the best of the best. But I think the guys have time to get groomed. And you got all those young guys and the young cats coming in. It's going to give companies like TH, Starbright, some of these companies a chance to look at them and say, this guy really brought it last year. We might want to invest a little money in it. Do you think – I mean, obviously, it's going to get harder and harder and harder – do you think the industry, though, because you are your guy, I've always looked up to for multiple reasons, but you have been able to carve out a great career, a great living for your family. Do you think it's getting harder, though, for those young guys to really make a living, sponsor wise, from the end from the industry? And I know I you don't fix non endemic and endemic. You know, I look at my nephew, and I know what, you know, and Leanne and I made an investment in him because I actually sponsored Trey through my 13 deal with my Meta Series and Inception G-Man Series Rods. I took some of my royalty money, invested into my nephew because I love him. Waste of money. Waste Waste of money. money. Waste of money. Hey, trust me, I got to get on him all the time. So, like, there's a little opportunity, but I know what Trey makes. He ain't like, he's just paying the bills. But I know some cats that are – I know one guy that's his age that signed a $200,000 deal. Look, there ain't two two or three guys in the industry got a $200,000 deal, and this guy ain't even quite out of college good. Amazing. I, I know who you're talking about, too, I believe. It's yeah. a great deal. So like I tell guys, it's out there. You just got to quit going to Mercury and ask for it because Mercury ain't got it. Yes, yes. You got to quit going to TH and saying, hey, man, I want my club for me. Can you give me ten grand?" TH would love to back you and support you in a way that they might could provide you a jack plate at a discounted price. They might could provide you some G-Force products, but you're not you're not at that stage where you need a $40,000 investment in you. But there's there's companies out there that people aren't even tapping into that's got stupid money. And I think that's the blind side of fishermen that I always look at guys I'm like, because I had somebody cutting up with me the other day. He said, man, you're going to put some more of that just for men and that beard. I said, you damn right. Because when I signed that $100,000 deal, I'm going to laugh at every one of y'all. I said, exactly trust right. me, they going to pay some money to somebody someday. I said, you see, the anglers are looking at that different. I'm like, why are we looking at the Mercury's and the Phoenixes to try to support our entire career? Look outside the box, man. Look in the music industry. Look in the corporate industry. Look in the medical industry. There is money out there. As fishermen, though, we've just all been trained, oh, I got to have a motor sponsor, do you? Or can you sign a $200,000 deal and buy the motor you want to run? Exactly. Take your stickers off of it. <laughs> Don't even put it on your shirt. I told other agents that. I said, do go buy your motor. I said, because if you get a little deal off, you're going to have to wear a big logo. And if you ain't happy with that, you're not going to be happy. They're not going to be happy. I said, just go buy your motor and fish, man. So I do think, and the answer to that is, the younger generation are going to have a lot more options. They're going to have to be a lot more creative. and They may have to do a little different route than what you and I seen coming up because I'm seeing it change rapidly on what sponsors want, how they look at a value. You know, there's companies out there that have all the anglers ranked on what they bring to the table as far as sponsorship, how they check all the boxes, what he's worth. And they're not just buying impression views. You know, it's a package. So 
I think if you're a young angler out there, start tonight working on, and I know I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to backtrack, working on your YouTube and your social media. But let me correct all y'all. Social media ain't YouTube, okay? So don't think, oh, I got 40,000 followers. Nobody gives a shit how many followers you got on that, okay? So listen, I said yeah. that. I could just be mad. You work on all platforms, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You build a pack so strong that when you get there, you can say, hey, I got 15,000 on YouTube. But I got, you know, I got 27,000 on Facebook, but my interaction is huge. I do Instagram reels. That's what they're looking for, that package. And see, the older generation, Luke, that you and I are watching at my age and up now, go out, a lot of them never wanted to do that. They never wanted to participate. Oh. Like, I got people laugh at me for being on TikTok, and I'm like, who's laughing now? Yeah, that's right. Hey, you can know, we talk about people not giving a shit about something? Let's talk about those blue check marks people are buying. Fourteen dollars, and I'm verified. Verified what? You should say I'm bad on social. You verified you a dumbass. You verified you a dumbass. I see them popping up in my feed. I'm like, I know you got a blue check mark. Oh, you pay for that. Thousand followers going. I'm verified. You're verified dumbass because you're paying fifteen dollars a month to be verified. Ricky Ricky Don fishing. Ricky Don fishing on Instagram verified i'm like what are you doing man i'm, I'm kind of like zach rushy told me one time he said who really gives a damn if you got a blue check mark who cares but but it, it see that's the problem with the people don't i don't think or not i think to have a successful fishing career right here you need to study learning social media inside and out how to advance in it and your fishing skills on live scope and everything else and every unit you can figure out you got to figure out what social has to offer and what is powerful. You know, people don't understand. I, I know guys, I see their pages. They went out and bought the crap out of people. They got 250,000 followers and get two comments. You bought them, bro. You mm -hmm. bought them. Bangladesh was good to you. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying it. So like, learn that. Learn it. Learn it. A guy that has, look at Kyle Welcher's YouTube. Let's use yes. it. He does. He's got what 30,000. I'm not sure how many followers, subscribers he's got, but he has a great interaction. He has a great yes. viewers, you know. So on social media, when you see a guy that says, "Oh, I got 195,000 followers on Facebook," but I get two comments, no, no, you don't, because if it's organic and you start it from the ground up, somebody out there that hired a very smart marketing person is going, "Hey, this guy ain't got 17,000 followers on Facebook, but he gets a 85% interaction. Who do you think they're gonna sell a product to?" Exactly. interaction so like understanding social how it grows your career how you got to feed it how you keep it going and it's all a package that's where i think guys i think they want to do the work on the water and then come home and i'm like it used it kind of used to be that way luke when we started like if you took care yeah. of business on the water you made some money you still make money to take care of business on the water but you can make a whole lot more money taking business on the bank the guys that are, are a great combination of it and even before social media, you look at Van Dam. You and I've you you've spent a ton of time with him, way more than I have. But Van Dam's always been that guy's like the foundation of how your career should be as far as business side. And he killed it on the water, right? But he was always that kind of pros pro. You're like that. You're kill it on the water. Your sponsors love to work with you. You've had the same staple of sponsors for the most part. I mean, you've had some changes in your career, but for a long time, you've been with the same folks. And I think that is how folks need to set themselves up. But social media wise, I think it's very important. And I think you will, you will like this kind of topic is 
You got to figure out what you are, though. You got to figure out what your deal is. And what I mean by that is you got to be your damn self to a certain extent. And you got to be vulnerable. And I think that's something you do beautifully and Leanne does beautifully is you guys and and Marissa and I do that, I feel like is and and it's not a gimmick. It's not something I go, oh, I'm going to get more likes because I talk about my family. I just like sharing what I got going on. Good, bad, ugly, whatever. You guys do that. And people just, they love it. Like they, they love to, I can't tell every time you post a video, my kids will be like, you see what you did today? You see, I mean, and, and it's like, you don't have to do it, but you do it, you share. But I feel like, is it, is it a therapy for you to do that? To just be yourself and to talk, make a video about whatever. I, d- I really do. I think, I think sometimes when I go out on my porch and make a video, my fans may not understand it, but it's almost like therapeutic to me because sometimes it'll be something really bothering me. Like I, I made a video the other day about high school anglers. Dude, that's been weighing heavy on me. Yes. Like, yes. Like all I see, because I, I was watching, I, I'll confess, I was watching MLF. I looked at bass. I'm watching all these tournaments, and it's like, you know, you see those ticker tapes, high school fishing yeah, and college yeah, yeah. next generation. And I'm like, man, I said, you know, what about little Trey? You know, what what about all his buddies that didn't go to college? Like, what what how would you feel? So how would I said, all right, I said, I said, I said, gee, how would you feel if he was 19 years old and you thought, well, I ain't quite, I can't quite get into college on a fishing team. I ain't smart enough. Can't get accepted. Do you just quit? No, we still want you. You can still get there. So I think, so like sometimes it's just therapy to me to go out and make, do that. But like a lot of times I tell my wife, sometimes she'll say, you haven't posted today. And I says, because I ain't got nothing to post. She'll exactly. I'm not going to make something up and I'm not going to go out there and turn the camera and go, Hey guys, welcome to my channel. What's up guys? 17 times to buy my t-shirts. No, you want to buy my hat, buy my hat, but I'm not going to go make a video today to make, I mean, like, I think I have to, it has to trigger with me. whether I'm turkey hunting or I'm fighting with my dog in a truck. I'm like, I just kind of want to do what I'm doing and not like, I see guys that'll be on vacation and still posting fishing videos. Like, no, you know, it ain't their life. So I'm like, you gotta, I think people read through that social media. And and I can tell you one, I think it shines through and I don't care what people say about it. If you like it or not, Matt Robinson is killing it. Killing it. He's He's just sincere. Everybody knows he might weigh in in a fur coat, but it really ain't that much of an act. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not. But I think he's a guy that people resonate. They're like, hey, I like this cat, dude. He just, he's having fun. You know, when I seen him running down the lake on blast off that fur coat, it's blowing back over his head. I can't help but laugh because I'm thinking, you know, we need a little bit more of this in our world. Oh, it yeah. ain't hurting nobody. It ain't hurting a soul, but he's still catching them. So, I tell all the young guys, I think you hit it right on the head, Luke. If you're going to start your social media, do not be scared of who you are. Yes. The accent, own it. Look at, look at, uh, is it Macy Watkins, uh, singer at the Classic, old uh, girl from Georgia. She got a thick. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Yeah, Macy. Yeah. Crushing it. You know why? Because people don't, so don't run from your accent. Don't worry about who you are. Be yourself, and then when people meet you, they won't be disappointed because they'll say, hey, dude, he's really what he is. But I see people, and I've been around it, and I'm not being judgmental. I'm just being observant. They'll be one way, and they'll turn that camera around and go, hey, guys, welcome to my YouTube. And it's like a full acting mode. There's a lot of that. 
Yeah. You went through that a minute ago. So like when people meet you, do they think, where's that other person? I've been around so many fishing YouTubers at different times in my life. And it is amazing the, the kind of act they turn it on and then what they are off camera, as far as just like they're, they're reclusives, like they're introverted. It's weird and it's good, good for them, whatever they can pull it off. But, but I know guys like you and like a Zona and a, uh, my buddy Andrews and the salt Latimer. Yeah. Look at Latimer. He, I, I, he, he's Latimer, whether the GoPro's on or not. Yeah. You know, it's like my buddy Carter Andrews in the saltwater world. He's this big over the top character on cameraman going crazy, woo, screaming when he catches fish. Hell, he's like that when you're in the damn garage playing ping pong. <laughs> I mean, he's a wild man. No matter what's going on, he's real all the time. I think that's why people gravitate towards him in that world. I just spent a week with him, too, by the way, fishing in Florida. And he's like that, whether he's catching 200 pound Goliath grouper or four pound bass he's that intense and crazy all the time you know, what, you know what you're gonna get i think the younger fans out there don't want or fishing guys don't understand there there are people out there who want to relate to somebody and the younger fans younger fishermen have a chance to acquire the younger fans but they just want to relate to you you don't have to be bragging about your your accomplishments or whatever they just want to know your story something that they can see themselves in that's why, that's why you and I love music and lyrics because every now and then I'll hear a song sent it to you, you'll send me one, and it's like, dude, I can I feel like I was living that song. So it automatically we want to go listen to that artist because I'm like, dude, this guy's got to be the deal because you, you felt at home with him. So that's the whole tricky part about fishing is starting it young and it's it's harder. Like I'm watching it unfold now. And speaking of YouTubers, I'm seeing a McMillan, he just went out there and okay. yeah. yeah, he just he finished fifth in Kamala, too. And, and I'll be honest, I said on this show a long time ago, he he and I, he and I have not always got along, G. I know you probably don't believe that. But there was a time in our life we didn't get along, and, and I haven't talked to Ben in a long time. I've been in a boat with Ben. Ben's a fantastic fisherman. He is uh, He's really good, really good with big baits, um, really good. And I'm not shocked that he's catching them because – for those guys, and I said this about the guy from the Guggen Squad, Turklow, when he fished MPFL, I said it to him on this show. I said, how's your ego going to take it when you get your ass kicked? Because you're going to get your ass kicked at some point. And, and he did, essentially, and he never fished tournaments again. He tried it for a year. But, I, but Ben has fished his whole life. Like, Rob didn't fish. And I'm not trying to compare the two at all. But Ben has fished. Ben's dream was actually, I had him on the podcast one time, had him on a couple times. His dream was to be a, to be you, to be Iconelli, to be, you know, a pro fit. That's what he looked up to. YouTube was his avenue into it. When he started making enough money, he had a corporate desk job. He quit, pursued YouTube, and then has made, you know, a great living doing that and now has decided to do it. And so failure for him is not an option, I feel like. And I think the guy puts in his work and also has a great network, right? Like, you know, a lot of people, he's going to know what's going on when he gets somewhere. He's going to know what he needs to be looking for. Well, he sure caught him out there. And, and 70, I had someone what, out there. 77 pounds? Called, yeah, I had a guy call me today. He said, hey, man, what do you think about that? And I said, honestly, I don't, I don't know him. I said, yeah. I just seen fish and I said, he knows what he's doing. I said, it's apparent. 
But I said, I tell you what it did. It gives some validity. For sure. To the, because he's the first YouTuber to step out in the fishing that had that big of following and make like, hey, bring it. So I, I think it was like, I look at it and I'm like, I got to respect the game. He did what he had to do. Well, I say it, it brings validity to him. You know, you can't lump right. them all together, right? Because there's a lot of there's a lot of garbage out there on YouTube and 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 social media. And that, and look, that's whether it's music, the same with TikToks, whether it's music, fishing, whatever. There's a lot of fake it till you make it. But I but he's he's legit and the guy's legit. It will be interesting for me just knowing him a little bit over the years, if he does make it to the elites to see how he how he does, honestly. I, I mean it it's the guy can obviously catch him. We're two in. He's going to be leading the EQ points by a lot. Um, yeah. Seven to go. You know, it's a long season, but uh, the guy's on fire. Top five at Ufala, and he didn't even need a lawyer to do it. He didn't even need a lawyer at Ufala. <laughs> I knew you had it in you. I, Bubba, I've had it in me like three episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and I ain't been sued yet. I didn't even get a letter. I was disappointed that I didn't get a cease and desist. I I couldn't wait. I, I I'm just confused how you could tell somebody you're going to sue them for sharing a post or viewing a post or <laughs> talking about a post. I'm like, this guy's better than OJ Simpson's lawyer. He, I mean, this guy's good because like if you look at social media, I'm suing you. I'm like, no, it don't work that way, bro. If you was out the post, the don't body, quit. Okay. Yeah, if the post don't a, quit, you must have quit. <laughs> you in a public body of water. You're not in somewhere where you didn't agree to get filmed. Lord have mercy. Yeah, it it was uh I don't want to linger on that just because that good lord, but was that not one of the most bizarre things? The line, the whole thing, the kid, the the whole the way it all shook out. Was it not just one of the most like top five bizarre, most bizarre things that happened, right? You've right. been at this a long time. Crazy, crazy. And I think there was a lot more to it than yeah. probably ever know, but it was crazy how bizarre. Like, it was so bizarre. It's like, I don't even know. Like, it, I'm looking at it going, ah, God, this is so weird. It's hard to even believe. I had a dear friend of mine call me and tell me, it's a guy you know too, and say, man, I'm, I'm going to say this to you, but old Joe's a really good guy. And I know you might not believe that. And I said, hang on, hang on, time out. I said, uh, before you finish, I'm just going to tell you, yeah, he may be a good guy, but he's a crazy asshole. <laughs> it's obvious in that moment, right? Like maybe, maybe just that moment, but, but the whole thing was just so insane, man. And I think it just speaks to you and I've talked about on this show where our sport has gone from a freaking etiquette standpoint, from a desperation standpoint, from some anglers, like it's not the sport it was in the nineties and two thousands and nothing is neither is the NBA, NFL, whatever, but. Hey, I mean, LeBron can start traveling when they throw the ball in. He's traveled more in his career than Southwest airlines has. Now think about that. So true. 14 steps and 38 attempts at a bat. My daddy told me, he said, I could kick 14 points in, son, and I'm 82 years old. But, like, the fundamentals are gone, and that, that kind of old-school mentality is gone. So, like, I'm watching the sport, like, change as we see it, you know, and I'm like, yes, etiquette's different on the water, and it, it, it's not what it used to be. 
but there ain't much I can do. I mean, people in Atlanta drive more idiot proof now than they ever have. I can't change that. I can't change people from trying to do unethical things in a tournament. I can't change that. All I can do is say, I love fishing and I'm going to stay in it as long as I can stand it. Like, I, you know, you just got to figure out it's going to change. The world will evolve. Now, do I think it resonates good with people when, when, when each league stands up and goes, hey, 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 this is a little too far? Yeah, I think it's good. I, I mean, I, I'm a little old school, so I like that. Well, I think change, this is something I have in my notes here. It's something I talked about with Carl on here about you. I've talked about it with Trey. But something that's always amazed me with you is I think you like to play up the fact <coughs> you're shallow water. Yeah, I'm going to go do this, going to do that. And I'm I'm just going to go catch me five somehow, that old Andy Morgan thing. I'll figure it out at the end of the day, old grinder. But what I've seen with you, especially with four-face and sonar, and electronics as a whole is the fact that I do feel like your game has changed. Now yes. you are still that old slack liner grinder. That's going to pick them off behind every damn body with your big salty chunk on a jig. You're going to catch one over here and jig about that big. Yeah. And you go, you're going to throw it and you're going to throw your balling out jig over here and catch one. You're going to throw a shaking egg, catch one buzzer every now and then square bill, whatever, but chatterbait. But I saw you immediately just to, uh, adopt forward facing, not run from it and put it in your game. But not only that, you just, I don't think people realize, and I'm not trying to put you on the spot with this, but I don't think people realize how much time you try to spend on the water in the last few years, whether it's Gunnersville, Smith, Wheeler, Pickwick, whatever, when you're not in elite series, you're fishing. Like you try to, to fish. I, I'm trying to learn and I still love it. I mean, and I think sometime like if Trey's home or if you live closer and I have somebody that I trusted to go with me, I'd fish every day. Like my wife would have to kill me, but like I'm still a student of the game. I was talking to uh, Justin Kimball today about a bait that he designed and talking about it. Mm -hmm. and I was questions and he started laughing. I said, Hey bro, I'm still a student of the game. I said, I I've watched too many guys go in front of me that got to a certain point of their career said, I know enough to beat everybody. I'm not changing or whatever, whatever the mentality is. I don't want to do that. You cannot do that. Now, I don't care how mad Randy Blockett gets. you got to put your live scope on and turn it on. You know, you really do because yeah. because, because I don't like it. I want to go fish against Austin Felix and the Johnson brothers and Seth and, and, and Gussie just because I don't like it. Well, you no, you're an idiot. I mean, and Brace the fact that it's here. It's a tool of the game. And I still, I'll, I'll make the most random post to the guy getting on. I thought you was a sportsman and deer hunter, but you got live scope on. You're the devil. No, no, I'm not the devil. I'm just trying to pay. I got grandkids. I'm trying to put through college, okay? And this <laughs> is the newest weapon out there. And I'm going to learn how to fish it. I'm not going to just be closed minded. I, I'm not going to say I'm never going to be a glide bait fisherman. I want to learn because it's how it makes you better. And I think. That's something I've always watched about guys who's still a student, like who's still really putting their time in. And I think time on the water can't be replaced. And I think time on the water rekindles your love of the game. And if you only fish when somebody tells me to fish, and that's what Leon and I have had many discussions about this. I said, the thing about pro angling is I fish most of the time when people tell me to fish. Yes, these dates. Right. So I said, think about this. If people told you when to go hunting and you couldn't pick the best days, after a while, you get enough of hunting. 
because you don't pick the weather. You know, so I said, sometimes when you go home, I get to pick the weather. I get to pick the conditions. I said, so I go because I love it, not because it's a job. And I said, I think when you only fish when you have to, there are those nine or 10 tournaments and you go home and sit, you lose that passion for the game. You lose yeah. that passion. You know, I'm going to catch one. I want to go do this. So I, I think that's something that I really push myself to stay in love with the game. Is there a technique? Because, I, I mean, I've fished with you a good bit over the years, and I know what you'd like. But is there a technique in the last couple of years that you've added that's something that, that you never thought, this is a G-man, this is a check getter for me? Is there a bait or a technique? Yeah. Yes, I think one one hundred percent. I think I threw a mag draft a lot more than I thought I ever would. Okay, I'm a student of the game of glide baits. I think they have their time and place. My my weakness in fishing is I'm hands down the damn worst lily pad fisherman in the world. If if we go to Lake Full of Lily Pads, y'all do not put me on your fantasy because <laughs> I'm telling you, I can catch them in them sometimes, but I can't. Uh, I've really ad adopted to a lot of that Demiki and suspended stuff. And dude, I even bought some of them sugar boogers with all them hairs in them that them other guys are fishing. I call them sugar boogers. I mean, I want to see what the hype's about. I went and bought some. I just didn't buy one pack, guys. But I bought $190 worth from Bass Pro Shop of these big old turds with sugar booger hair through them. And I went What's out. Sugar booger? What's the sugar booger? I don't know the sugar booger. It's What's the, the sugar booger? <laughs> sugar cube looking thing that oh, uh, oh yeah 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 all the hairs through it and then there's another company uh geek uh something geek bait or something like that geek crack bait or something they might want to like or g crack it's got all the hairs through it i mean if you truly want to understand fishing go fish a little bit know it's strength so then what it does it keeps you when you're fishing your strength and you see this deal coming you're like hey they finna catch them on this deal right here so I think, and I think I'm not the only one. I mean, you thought you'd ever seen Jason Christie throwing a Demakey rig in the classic? That's right. So I think there's certain anglers who realize these are going to be really, really good baits. You're going to see more and more guys. More and more guys. Yeah, Watson. coming back. But you know what? Look, at, look. Hey, hey, watch it. You look at Get your butt. That's what you got to do to people when they pull in on you. To like, what are you doing? Are you doing uh, that, Leanne or Watson? Both. But you know, look at look at uh, what the guy just done at, at, at Toledo Bend. I've heard that people say, "Dude, he weights his hook. He's got this whole technique. He's created a whole technique of glide bait that fits his style." Like, so he's perfected something that he's good at. Like, so like I'm looking at those things. Like, how quick does it take to learn that? When would it be a factor? And I'll tell you something else. I don't think enough guys do. They don't fish with enough other people. As somebody asked me, like, we were talking about an angler. And I said, dude, that guy thinks he's the best in the world. And I looked at him, I said, that's because he's never fished with nobody's really good. And the guy looked at me, I said, don't take that wrong, but that's what it is. I said, if you've never been in a boat with somebody to know where you're ranked at, try it sometime. I said, it may make you feel better or a lot worse or may humble you. So I tell guys, if you have somebody to go fishing with that pushes you, that challenges you, go do it. I go fishing a little Sunday night or for trade. He'll get three or four fish up on me as soon as he does. Oh, old trade bringing the heat night off the deep. And I'm like, son. And Leanne's like, what? I said, that drives me. I like to get eight or nine up and just come flaring back on him. She said, why? I said, I don't know. Just prove to me you can. I said, but it pushes me to do something. And I said, so I think so many anglers get comfortable with their talents and they just sit dormant on it. 
like I can't get no better. I'm doing go fish with somebody that pushes you, man. Challenges you. I love that, man. I think I think it's important, especially with like you're talking about the new competition coming in. You better you better stay after it because you will get lapped. You and you see you see that more and more all the time, man. The the complacency um when it sets in you, in any sport. I'm walking out the classic and I'm seeing that young college kid that made the classic and I really liked him. And I, you know, I got to hang out with Tristan McCormick. He's one of the guys that I really like. I think he's one of those great young talents. And I'm looking around and I'm like, the sport of making money on the water is going to get tougher and tougher. Like the competition is just so strong, but the opportunity to make water money off the water Luke, is incredible. I just think yeah. people don't understand. And a lot of anglers, they just want to go home and say, I caught them in nine tournaments. I'm going to go do this. The winter's over. You know, you can go hunt. You can take some time off. You still got to be running all your channels and doing your work because just during the off season between the classic and, and the last two years, we, built that entire project with 13 with the inception g2 reel and the rods it's two years in the work and not only that i've sit on the phone calling them saying hey here's a here's a mom and pop store i really want you to go visit like it that project has never ended i've done zoom calls with academy with sportsmen i've done meetings now I'm working on another big project with a company with walmart i'm doing i come in for an hour early for practice seminar to have a zoom call with walmart why because it's a challenging opportunity so like you can do these things but when you're home, you can't just sit idle. If I'm not on the water, I got to be productive in some way. If not, I'm going to the phone. Like, that's the three things I'm going to be doing. So I tell all the young guys, keep, keep your mind open. Do not look at fishing. I tell people when they go to ICAST, here's what I, I made an analogy. I said, when I see anglers come to ICAST, they're live scoping down the aisles. Like, this. <laughs> T.H. Breen, T.H. Breen, there's a response right there. Burp. Here's well, a resume. Here's a resume. <laughs> that brush pile has been hit 72 times today, and none of them fish are going to bite, okay? So I said, don't walk through life looking through a straw like live scope. Walk around in there and look in that Coliseum and go to ICAST, and when you leave there, write down the things you didn't see. Write down the things you didn't see. What was it? You know, and then then that's where the money's at. That's good. That's good stuff. Really good stuff. Um, iCast has changed in that. Used to, you could do that a little bit. You could live scope an iCast and find a sponsor or two, maybe. But I think that it's just, it's not that anymore. And I think just because these companies get pelted, that's what I think young anglers need to understand is these companies get pelted on social media and through email and with people calling all day long. Hey, man, this is the fisherman's handshake. Yeah. Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. All day, every day, man. Got their, they got their palms up. Guard you all around them. Young guys need to go down there and shake hands, make relationships. If you're a college kid and you're old enough to go down to the, the, the bar in the hotel, sit down and have a drink, you never know who you're going to be sitting by. It could be the purchaser for Walmart or Sportsman's Warehouse. That's true. You make a conversation about deer hunting or your kids with somebody that's got the biggest purchasing power out there. It's all about relationships and timing. And I'm oh. like, dude. Got to go down there with an open mind, shake hands, meet people, and the sponsors that you can help. You set up an appointment. You go work for them. You don't go ask for them. You go work for them that week. Yes. Yes, that's so important, man. If you're listening to this and you're a young guy wanting to do this, or hell, an old guy, older guy in the industry trying to get in. I mean, it goes both ways. Like, there's some etiquette to it with the sponsor thing, but there's a, there's a right way and a wrong way. I think to get sponsors, to build relationships. And 
it damn sure don't come from walking up and going, Hey man, what can you give me? I fish real good. They used to be our joke at TA Spring. I fish real good. Can I get something? Or I like to fish. We don't have to pay you just because you like to fish. There, everybody likes to fish. Hell, my 12 year old likes to fish. <laughs> but you had a guy walk up to you and say, Hey, uh, I, I'm so and so with this. Uh, Luke, I've done a lot of studying on TH, and here's where I think I can really help you guys. I've noticed you're yeah, weak. And all of a sudden, Luke turns around and looks at Bowie, and everybody looks at each other and go, Okay, Kent, let me hear what you got. That's right. See, showed an interest in my company and how you can make me better. No doubt. And, and whether you might be right or wrong, you took enough time to study it and prepare something for me that tells me that you think you can go store to store, sell more. I just tell Langer that have you a game plan on what you can do for that company. No doubt. Yeah, and study what they got. Know what they make before you get there and you just go in like this. I see a lot of young guys make that mistake. They don't even know the product line. They don't even know the biggest products you got. They just, ah, ah, Gerald's got that logo on his shirt. He's got that square TH Marine logo. Ah, Gerald's got Phoenix. Gerald's got, they don't even know. They don't, they don't know the product line. I'm like, well, you know, well, verse yourself of what a company makes before you don't call 13 fishing up and go, boy, I sure do like those curados y'all make. <laughs> yeah. It ain't going to go good. It ain't going to go good. You know, and that's, I think that's the hardest thing about guys is where, and, and, and it's created a little bit of a monster because high school and college guys get a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, they get shortcuts and they might get some product given to them because a lot of these companies just want to do something to try to help the younger generation. Yeah. But then, into why can't you pay me twenty five thousand? Well, it's a whole lot different than giving you a jack flash paying you twenty five thousand. No doubt, no doubt about it. And every little bit helps, whether it's a, a equipment that goes towards your actual fishing, like rods, reels, baits, whatever, or equipment for your boat that helps the resale value, helps you make you know potentially make money on your boat at the end of the year. You have to look at everything as what it does for you from a monetary level. I don't have to go buy 25 rods and reels and 13 sends me 25 rods and reels and 13. I'm talking to you right now, but Gerald here, if you want to send me some of the metas so I can break them in the yard, I'd appreciate it. Hey, you ain't got enough strength on you. Couldn't get your kids to jump on them bad boys to break them. I, I said first damn tournament I fished this year, the little tray, I caught keepers on that stupid meta rod. And I said, look at me. I don't even know what I'm doing to myself. I'm fishing with a swindle. Using a damn swindle rod. I don't even know. Glasses <laughs> went downhill. Yeah, it's, it's all downhill from here. They're, they're uh, not to not to kiss your ass. They're fantastic. Like they are, they are for the money. And that was always your thing. You were telling me you were really excited through the whole process. I talked to you a bunch about it, but you wanted that price point, that $150 range. And dude, they are as nice of a rod as you will ever put in your hand in that price range i put them against a lot of stuff out there they're light they're sensitive the actions are just as i can imagine you wanted them to be and uh they they, they really turned out man they did and I'm, I'm really proud of that whole project and i think to me i just always pictured myself being trey's age and going down to simmons or academy and walking in there and saying man i want to buy a really good rod but i only got a you know 150 dollars now is what you and i were spending 79 dollars on back when we started for sure you know and I think we've been able to provide that. I'm not telling anybody, can you not ever break one? You, you can break anything if you try hard enough. But do I think I give the customer what they want? Yes. Yes. And I, I mean, it was, it was a push and shove. Like it was a battle, but 
I, I've looked out for the fans. I mean, I just, I look back on it now and I think, I look back how long I've been working on it because people say, man, you're right. I was like, I feel like I've been working on it since I was in the eighth grade. It was two years of just grinding, dude, and trying to get it right. We held it back a year. Of course, now I got Trey helping me and I even sent some to Shannon. I give him some of mine and he really likes them. But, I, you know, Luke, you know, I'll take care of you. You know, I'll get you a few fish. I, I don't want to. Don't oh, worry. Do about I don't want no. I don't want no slack on her hats. I yes, don't want no. I don't want none of your crap you're selling. Okay. I oh, got. Listen. Hey. I I had to, you made me buy this Gerald Swindle jerseys over here on my wall. Like I. I, I sent that to Marissa because I thought she looked good. <laughs> you didn't see dressed up for us Halloween, boy. <laughs> when she goes to the beach, she wears that jersey as a cover up on a bathing suit. She goes up there to get something to drink back. And she wore, <laughs> she wore it down in Cancun last year, and people was throwing damn rocks at her. I don't know what the deal was. <laughs> and that was that was rolls of quarters, son. Your eyes are getting bad. Your old, your beard that grown over your eyes. But yeah, if y'all looking for a slackliner hat, <laughs> here he goes. Hang on a second. Let's, uh, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. ladies yeah. and gentlemen, <laughs> the the slackliner hat by Gerald Swindle. If you ain't never jerked on one with a jig and make that thing sound like lightning hit Easy. You part, part, I didn't know where you were going with that. Hey, it's a show enough slack liner kind of day. Get your hat. PMA and a slack liner available now. My wife's about to launch a G-Man hat that I didn't want. I fought tooth and toenail. Ain't nobody in this damn world gonna buy a hat that says G-Man. I swear to God I did. I said, I don't want it. I ain't never wearing a hat with my own name on it because I'm going to look like a couple of other guys that do it. And I'm going to look like I got all timers. I can't remember who I am. I ain't never wearing that hat. I said, I'm trying to hide from people, not not get discovered. And my my wife just posted a hat. She got a G-Man hat. So if you're a diehard fan and you want to support Lulu, there you go. But I ain't wearing it, okay? I'm a PMA and a slack line. There you go, Luke. That's the truth about the G-Man hat. <laughs> I did see your post. And I know your stance on things like that. And I was like, well, he's changing in his old age. Nope. She said, I want this hat. I said, did you advertise? I I actually do in this shop. I have a couple of Luke Duncan's traveling circus hats that I have made and my boys will wear them, but you won't catch me wearing them. Uh, she said, you wouldn't ever wear that hat. I said, no, I know who I am. And as soon as I put it on, I'm going to ask myself, you forget who you are. Exactly. You know who you are. She made some G-Man T-shirts, fan shirts, and I was like, I fought her, Shannon. I'm like, I, I just don't think that. And the guy built them. And actually, they sold really good. So she had to come in the living room and go, now who? I'm like, hey, hey, you let me make the funny T-shirts and the serious one. You sell the fan clothes. So, yes. Uh -huh. And we're, we're actually going to have a shirt for every tournament. So, like, this stop is stop three. So we're going to call it stop three and drop three. So tomorrow night at 6 o'clock, we're going to reveal this week's shirt. And it's all about It'll be a saying, a positive mental attitude. It could be anything, and I've been working on it. So before every tournament on Sunday, the night before the tournament starts practice at 6, we're going to drop that. So it'll be stop four, drop four, stop five, drop five. And we, they're limited. We're only going to have, like, a thing to be 250 of them. So when they're gone, they're gone. Very cool. So let's, let's talk about that real quick. You're at the campground at Lake Murray already. Practice fixing to start rolling here. 14th and AOI after two. Hanging in there like a hair in a biscuit. Long. I don't mean nothing. We got to bring it, son. 
Well, I, I know it doesn't, but would you rather be 14th or would you rather be 114th? <laughs> now, you made a valid point on that, okay? So, listen. Because there's some boys some... that would rather be 14th. They would trade with you right now. <laughs> I, I tell trade, I'll have looked in points. Yes, we're going in stop three, and we we just come into Lake Murray, and we got the camper set up. Lulu's got all her stuff set up, and we're going to be here a week and then on to Santee, but she said, what do you got planned tomorrow? I said, man, Carl Jockers is going fishing. She said, what? I said, we're going to drive to Lake Monticello and go fishing. She said, y'all are like kids. I'm like, well, we're here. Uh, I'm excited to be back out here. I think the MLF showed us what was in here. Like, the lake really looked good on that show. I mean, James Watson, for God's sake, caught 23 pounds. You, think you know they that was biting. biting. You know they was biting. <laughs> At least one day. He caught 22 pounds one day. You know they was biting. Bless his heart. He wanted, to, he wanted to win that one bad. I brought it to my house after that, and I took him turkey hunting. And I'm just like, I'll tell you what. Lee, uh, Michael Waddell said he took Theo Vaughn turkey hunting. He said, son, you have no idea what big mess this was. He called me last night. I said, yeah, yeah, I do, because I took a guy named James Watson turkey hunting. <laughs> Pretty much in the same way. I mean, no matter how much you tell him to be still, Watson ain't going to be still. No. No. He didn't kill a turkey because I didn't see it on social media, and he brags about everything. Well, he asked questions like, can we use a high-powered rifle? Can I throw <laughs> I'm like, no, no. So, like, we are we are out on the road. We got them back-to-back. And then I think we're only home a week, and we got Lay Lake. So, the Elite Series is hitting full spring. So, where are you and your boys going fishing that next? I've seen y'all been sneaking off. We're fixing to go try to catch turkeys. That's what we're trying to catch right now. It's a it's a turkey hunting uh just that's the focus right now big time we're gonna we're gonna go somewhere this summer uh i mean we're fishing around home a good bit right now but we're gonna we was down at smith for their spring break for a couple days we're gonna go smallmouth fishing we did that last summer we're gonna do that i just got back from florida with my buddy engelman from turnpike and uh and carter andrews i had those two guys on the boat with me uh for three days of fishing and i don't think that's a trio the world never needed together but uh it it really dude it, it worked out and we had a great time it is three of the biggest smart asses i've ever been around myself included in that just throwing darts for oh. three days it was whoo boy you better have thick skin thick skin I, I i think this summer i'm gonna try to slip off down if i anywhere i could do it, find time i'd love to go down to uh uh the end of the world down there to venice and fishing bass fishing and inshore fishing down there and catching bass back in that backwater. Yeah, we can go do that. They may have a liquor drink or two down there too. Yeah, we could take we could take Trey, which I mean they beat him to the gators and Watson and somebody's got to tie stuff on for us and make sandwiches. Yeah. Listen, Trey ain't gonna make sandwiches something. No, I know that. Bread and a and a and ziplock with no peanut butter. You, you look how much he weighs. Eating ain't his focus, son. I don't know if he's trying to join a track meet over in a third world country or he's trying to catch bass. This man tried to tell me we were going down the road one day and I mentioned something about one of my boys playing basketball. He says, son, I started all four years of high school. I was a blah, blah, blah point guard. I said, Trey, now listen, I know you went down there at Locust Fork. I know, I know, I, I know it's a small, it's a small school. They ain't nobody had your ass playing basketball. Nobody had you playing basketball. Hey, I went and watched him several times. He could handle the ball and he could pass it. But we left one night. I put my arm around him. I said, Trey, I'm going to tell you straight up. He said, what's that, Uncle G? I said, you ain't no swindle. He said, well, I said, you don't care enough like your uncle did. 
I said, son, if I touched it and the cheerleader was looking, I shot. I didn't care. I said, you scared the shit. You ain't got no swindle left in you. Them girls is looking, you you putting it up. I, I, I just light it up. It didn't matter. We didn't have a three-point line. I was making my own back here. Coach is bitch screaming. I'm like, I'd be all right. The yeah. baskets were leather then, too. Wasn't it like the square hoops back then? Yeah, you, I mean, that ball didn't have much air in the sun. You had to put some up into the dribbles, you know, back in the day. But we are to do that. We are planning us a trip down there and take a tray and take us a gang of them down there and just have us a sure enough low budget live right down there at the end of the world. In Venice. I've just done right it. Out I yeah. Let's do it. I'm game. And this is recorded whenever I, whenever I text you about that after the show, be sure to respond because I have a record that this was, this was talked about. I ain't scared to go. I'm going to still try to get home. Leanne said we had a week off, and I said, if I can get to Tennessee when I get home, I still might go to my Tennessee farm after Murray, after Santee, and try to kill me a turkey, and I'll still go to Venice this June or July. Let's do that, too. Let's do that, too. All right, I'm going to ask you one more question. I got one on. more. We see guys like Rick Clun, Paul Elias, Larry Nixon. All these guys just love it. They've been at it forever. You're nowhere near retirement. I know that. But do you have in your mind, do you have, do you and Leanne talk about this? Do you have a plan of when you want to slow down? I tell her sometime when I get burnt out, I'd love to slow down. And then we'll talk sometime about it. And she had somebody talking to her the other day and they said, when do you think he retires? She said, well, the day he decides to quit, I won't even know. And I tell her all the time, as long as I still love it, okay, and as long as my heart's in it, and as long as I'm competitive, that's all that matters to me. And the day that I feel like my time is done and I've run my course, my wife will be the first to know, but it'll probably be when I'm standing on stage. That's that's that'll be a uh that'll be an interesting day if that day ever comes. I don't think it'll ever come because you love yeah. him more than anybody ever met. When I do, if I if and when I do retire, y'all better get the popcorn because I'm writing two books and y'all gonna want to read them both. I, we we and you have had that conversation a couple of times. I can't wait. Egos, it's gonna be egos, logos, and psychos. That's the second book. The first book is gonna be called A Whole Lot of Want To. I've already got most of them written, but I'm gonna write two books. I love it. I love it. Gerald Swindle, you my man. Right. G man, everybody. About to scramble me some eggs, cut up some turkey breast left over from last night, chop it up, put it in some scrambled eggs, put it on some loaf bread, and if that ain't country, y'all kiss my ass. Jill Swindle, everybody. See you, bro. Well, all right, that wraps it up with Gerald Swindle, the G-Main, my dude. Great human being right there. I always enjoy our conversations. I apologize for his service. Uh, Wi-Fi. He's in the campground out there at Lake Murray. Got a little spotty a few times, but always it's worth it. It's worth it. Uh, just to just to get to spend an hour with him there. I appreciate his time and and uh, his insight, man. And, and if you're a guy that's that's uh, coming up in this sport, if you're a young man or if you're someone look looking to get into it, I know he gives out a lot of advice, information like that a lot on social media. But go, just pay attention to those words and and even what I said there. There's there's uh. A lot of good in that for young anglers, in my opinion, on what what was just talked about there and some of that. And and I uh, hope y'all enjoyed that as much as I did. I, I always 
love getting to spend time with G and I don't get to do that as much these days and, and, uh, glad we could do it virtually and hopefully he kicks ass and takes names this week at Lake Murray. Appreciate the W sauce for bringing you the sauce. Appreciate each and every one of y'all for tuning in weekend, week out low budget live. My voice sounds really great right now. It's going out. <clears throat> I'm going to take y'all out with a little song called 64. Got some requests for that instead of Biloxi Blues on the back end. This is 64. It's about a highway that runs through my hometown that goes from Chattanooga to Memphis and basically a bunch of freaking uh, speed trap towns in between. And I wrote this song after I got back from being on it at like 3 in the morning one time and I realized there's really nothing around and I felt like I was losing my mind. 64, I will see y'all next week. Thursdays with Saltwater Experience, brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts, every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Join Captain Justin Leake and Meredith McCord for the best fishing action along Panama City Beach. Tune in to Chasing the Sun every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.